Welcome to the Rockbrook Church Podcast. Our hope is that today's message brings you hope and clarity for your spiritual journey. We love hearing how God is working in your life. Feel free to share any stories of how this message gave you a new perspective and hope. Email us at church at rockbrook.org to tell your story. Merry Christmas, everybody. My name is Ryland Walter, pastor here at Rockbrook Church. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. You know, when we plan the Christmas Eve service, we, we never really know what to expect or what's going to happen. Uh, Christmas can have different effects based on when it lands in the week. And then you've also got weather can affect things. Did anybody actually have their lawnmower out today? Anybody in the room? Somebody? Yeah, maybe. It was a good day for it. Probably one of your last opportunities. Uh, But uh, we added this Thursday night service in faith. Not sure what would happen with it and ended up being our most popular. So it's great to be together. Thanks for joining us. Um, I want to try something with you tonight because one of my favorite family memories uh, is going up and visiting my grandparents around the holidays, any given holiday, and they had saved church bulletin bloopers, and they'd get them out of the magazine, they'd get them out of, from their own church, or friends would give them to them, they loved collecting church bulletin bloopers, and we have been fortunate enough to not have too many of them uh, in our own church bulletin throughout the years, so I looked some up and wanted to share with you, just as a family mem- church family memory together, uh, some uh, church bulletin bloopers, things printed in a church bulletin that should not have. I've got a top 10 for you. So number 10, church bulletin blooper. The service will conclude with Silent Night. The audience will, is asked to remain seated until the end of the recession. <laughs> number nine. The third verse of Blessed Assurance will be sung without musical accomplishment. (laughs) Number eight, for those of you who have children and don't know it, we have a nursery downstairs. (laughs) Number seven, eight new choir robes are currently needed due to the addition of several new members and to the deterioration of several others. (laughs) Number six, This afternoon, there will be a meeting in the north and south ends of the church. Children will be baptized at both ends. (laughs) Number five, a new loudspeaker system has been installed in the church. It was given by one of our members in honor of her husband. (laughs) Number four, applications are now being accepted for two-year-old nursery workers. Number three, if you choose to heave during the postlude, please do so quietly. Number two, helpers are needed. Please sign up on the information sheet. And number one, Barbara remains in the hospital and needs blood donors for more transfusions. She is also having trouble sleeping and requests tapes of Pastor Anderson's sermons. Thank you so much for laughing at those with me. Uh, You know, 2021 has been a great year of ministry in our church, whether it's been through our weekend services and helping people know God better, or it's in our small groups where people are growing more closely together and growing uh, in their walk with God, or Celebrate Recovery Ministry uh, that helps people find freedom from uh, their hurts, um, addictions in their life, habits, helps them settle yesterday once and for all so they can move on in life. And also we've made a difference through uh, what we call the dream team, and that's everybody who, who serves at Rockbrook in some way. Like everything you see tonight happened because of people 
willing to serve. And uh, we call those people the dream team, those who give back uh, in a way that's just bigger than what they could have done on their own by themselves. And uh, so thankful for people who serve to make that happen. We do a, a big serve day in July where everybody in our church, hundreds of people come together and serve our community in so many different ways, uh, whether that's cleaning something for someone or picking up stuff or building things or massive projects, big and small. And uh, I'm just so thankful to be a part of a church that doesn't just take in and consume but uh, if you're visiting here tonight or you don't know much about Rockbrook, we've come to a wonderful place uh, where people don't just take in, but they give out and they give back and they serve others. And I'm so thankful to be a part of this church, this church family. Uh, so Merry Christmas and thank you for letting me uh, be a part of it. Uh, I'm so thankful for a church that uh, takes the message out of these walls. You know, our online ministry of broadcasting church services, our podcast messages go out to many uh, in fact, last weekend, I preached a message on why I believe Christianity is absolutely true, why I believe Christmas is absolutely true. And uh, if you've never heard uh, someone, a Christian, just break down why they believe Christmas, the Christmas story is actually in a, a Christmas account and really happened, uh, you're more than welcome to listen to that, and you could listen to that on our podcast or website. And as good as 2021 was, it's also been a difficult year with many difficult problems, amen? And so if you'll pull out your message notes, you can follow along with tonight's message. If you'd rather draw a picture and make it look like you're taking notes, I gave you a box to do that on your outline. Um, or if you'd rather follow along on your phone, uh, you can search for the Rockbrook Church app, um, and that's on anywhere you can search for that or find that. And uh, it's a free download, and on the homepage of the app, you can follow along with tonight's message. You're more than welcome to do that. This Christmas, I'd like to look at the light of Jesus for your darkest days. 2021 had good days. It also had dark days. You can see surveys, polling results, showing lots of bleak descriptions of the year, people's experiences. One thing I love about Christmas, though, is all the Christmas lights. Christmas for us comes at the darkest time of the year. Tuesday was the solstice. Uh, for the northern hemisphere, it was the shortest day the longest night. Christmas lights up our world in our darkest part of the year. And first it starts with stores and retailers, and then uh, they go up right after Halloween, right? And then cities put up their lights on Main Street, and then we put lights on our home. But have you noticed with me the last couple of years that people have been putting up the lights on their home earlier and earlier to spread the cheer, to give the light? People are hungry for some light in their life. But did you know that light is actually a major theme of the Bible? When we decided to go with the biblical theme of light for our service, the hardest part was knowing what verses to leave out uh, because God is serious about light. He's serious about light. In fact, light was the first thing that God created in the creation account. It's the first thing recorded in scripture that God ever said. Do you want to know the first thing on record for us that God ever said? God said, let there be light. And there was light. In fact, light played a major role in the Christmas uh, account. Angels lit up the night 
uh, with bright lights. And wise men were led to Jesus by an unusually bright star that guided, the, guided them there, a guiding star. And Christmas is the celebration of God's light entering the world. Now, why is that important? Why does that matter? Why is God serious about light? Because the Bible tells us to expect dark days in our lives. Ecclesiastes 11.8 says, When people live to be very old, let them rejoice in every day of life. But let them also remember, there will be many dark days. In life, you will go through many dark days. There are dark days of confusion, uh, where you don't know which way to go. Uh, there are dark days uh, where you don't know where to turn, what you should do. There are dark days of relational conflict with other people. There are dark days uh, of loss. There are dark days of loneliness or heartbreak. What is the answer to our dark days? If you're taking notes, the answer is this. The antidote to our darkness is to turn to God's light. The Bible is full of the effects of God's light in our lives. It says that God's character is the source of all light in the universe. Did you know without God, there would be no light at all? Without God, there would be no light in the universe. 1 John 1.5 says, God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. Next verse is John 12, 46, is Jesus said, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in the darkness. So what is light? Let me just, let's just do a quick scientific overview of what light is. Light is an electromagnetic wave, and light is classified into seven, seven kind, different kinds. Andrew, let's go ahead and put this up there a little early. It's seven different waves from large to small, and they all travel at the same speed, the speed of light. And there are radio waves, there are microwaves, there are infrared waves, then there's visible light, ultraviolet light, there's x-rays, and then gamma rays. Different wavelengths of light interact differently with matter. Now, there are actually spiritual parallels to this. One way is obvious, but there's others that are not so obvious. So let's look at the, what are the spiritual parallels to this of how light affects us in different ways? How does the light of Jesus, how is that supposed to help me when I'm experiencing a dark day in my life? Let's just look at four different ways. Number one, this is the most obvious, light can illuminate. Light can illuminate. When it's dark in your house and you hear a, no, a noise, what do you do? You turn on a light. You use this principle every time you turn on a light switch. What, why do you turn on the lights when you walk into a room? To see better. You always see more in the light than you can in the dark. The brighter the light, the better you can see. I love flashlights. Anybody else love flashlights? One of my favorite things about my phone is it has a flashlight. I use that thing more than anything else on my phone. One of my favorite Christmas gifts is a flashlight. I love a flashlight. I like camping lights, different flashlights, different purposes. One time I woke up in the middle of the night and I have all these flashlights. I couldn't find one in the dark. So now I have a flashlight that it's not a great one, but it's the one that I use to find my other flashlights. 
nobody move my flashlight finding flashlight. It's got to stay there. Light illuminates, light exposes, light reveals, light uncovers, light clarifies things for us. You ever shine your light under the bed and you see all the stuff that you didn't know that was there? And light gives you a different perspective that you didn't have before. If you've ever had surgery, you know that surgeons, they want the lights up in the operating room so they can see every detail. No, no surgeon uh, ever, ever said, I guess I'm doing this because this is what surgeons do, right? Is this what, <laughs> where did I see this? MASH or something or Doc McStuffins, I guess. Time for your check. Lauren, is this what, uh, okay, so no surgeon, <laughs> no surgeon ever walked in and said, hey, today, uh, I just want to set a different kind of mood. Can we just turn the lights down a little bit and let's just make it kind of like a swanky restaurant in here and just set a different kind of mood? No, they want it as, they want it as bright as possible so they can see. The same thing is true in your life. To make life easier, you need more light. Life is so hard when it's dark and we need more light so life can be easier. So where do you find the best light for your life? John 8, verse 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. We so often see in scripture, light and life are connected. They're in relationship with one another. When Jesus says, I am the light of the world, how does that help you in your dark days? During dark days, trusting in Christ will help you see more clearly. When you can see things from God's perspective, it makes it not so dark. It turns the lights on. In dark days, if you're taking notes, you might want to write this down. I need the light of Jesus when I cannot see the way forward. I need the light of Jesus when I can't see the way forward. When I'm confused, when I'm undecided, when I don't know what's best, when I can't figure out what to do next, when everything looks black, I can't see which way to go. I need the light of Christ. Now, the common answer in the world when you're confused, when you can't see the way forward and you don't know what to do, what is it? It's not, it's not to trust Christ. It's what? To trust yourself. Trust your gut. Trust your feelings. Follow your heart. But anybody who's tried that knows that it doesn't work out that well. Your gut can tell you something in a moment that it... That It'll tell you this feels right, this feels good, but it could be something that has horrible consequences. You can't just trust your gut, you can't just trust your light, your light is weak, your perspective is small. Your light and perspective is like using one of those wimpy little flashlights you put on your keychain. It doesn't illuminate anything, and as a result, we've made bad decisions in life. Instead, here's what the Bible says to do. And Isaiah 50, verse 10, says, If you are walking in darkness without a ray of light, trust in the Lord and rely on your God. Don't trust your own light. Trust the light of the Lord. Now you say, Pastor, I would love to have God's perspective on my problems. I would love to know uh, what, how God is illuminating this. But how do I get God's light in my life and on my dark days and on the issues that I'm facing? Psalm 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. So many people are waiting for God to give them a sign in the air, 
instead of reading it in the directions that God has already given us, the word that he has spoken to us, stop looking for a sign in the sky and start looking for a verse in the Bible to illuminate your life and where you are going. That's where you find the light. That's where you find the light for your life. You will stumble around in dark days if you let others guide you, if you let your gut guide you, rather than spending time with God's word. Psalm 19 verse 8 says, The Lord's instruction is right. It makes our hearts glad. His commands shine brightly and they give us light. Let me show you a promise of guidance that God wants to give you. Now, this is found in Isaiah 42, 16, and this is a promise that God was giving to Israel. But now, because of the work of Jesus, because of Christmas, because of Easter, because of the work of Christ, this promise is extended to you as well. Isaiah 42, 16, I will lead blind Israel down a new path, guiding them along an unfamiliar way. God will guide you along an unfamiliar way. He says, I will brighten the darkness before you and smooth out the road ahead of you. Yes, I will indeed do these things. I will not forsake. He says, I won't forsake them. He says, never will I forsake you. What an amazing promise from God. If you let God light up your life, you won't be stumbling around in the dark. So let me ask you a very personal question as we end uh, this difficult year of 2021. Where do you feel in the dark? Where is the light not on? What's confusing in your life? What needs to be clarified in your life? Where do you need God to give you direction? It's completely available to you. It's free. It's completely available, but you have to ask for it. You have to let the light in. So the first benefit of filling your life with God's light is you see everything clearer. You don't have as much confusion. You have God's perspective on your life. Because it illuminates. Here's the second. The second uh, effect of light is light can disinfect. Light is a great disinfectant. Light kills germs. It can cleanse and sanitize. Light has disinfectant impact. One of the most popular gifts last year was the phone soap, right? With the UVC light in there. New York City uh, has built a water disinfection facility, did I have a picture of this, that uses ultraviolet light, yeah, to destroy germs and disinfect drinking water. And instead of using more chemicals, they're disinfecting 2.4 billion gallons gallons of water a day with light. In a similar way, getting the light of God in your life can disinfect, it can sanitize, it can purify, it can cleanse harmful, bad things that have happened to you. The harmful words, the thoughts, the actions that make you spiritually, emotionally, physically sick. First John, so John was a follower of Jesus, and he wrote this. We find it in the New Testament. First John 1, 6 through 7. He says, we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God. If we're saying we're close, close to God, I know God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. It cleanses, it sanitizes, it it, it sanctifies, it purifies us from all sin. Now, he goes on to say, if we claim we have no sin, 
So if we claim we're, we don't have anything, well, I don't need any disinfectant. I don't need God to purify me. Well, if we say we have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves. We're not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. If you're taking notes, write this in. In dark days, I need the light of Jesus when I want a clean start. So many people today are going through dark days because they're carrying a load, a secret load of guilt and shame and regret. And they may look successful on the outside, but uh, they're tortured by their secrets. Is there a way to wipe the slate clean? Is there a way to get a fresh start? Yes. Jesus called it being born again. It, it, is, it, it means that you get a brand new life. It means everything is forgiven. Everything is cleansed by the light of Christ. The darkness is lifted. The darkness of guilt, of regret, of shame, it's all dispelled. Ephesians 5 describes what it means to be completely cleansed and forgiven, to be born again. It says, once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light, for this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Is that not what we want in our life? We want what is good and right and true. Is that not what we want for our church, for our community, for our nation? We want what is good, what is right, what is true. It comes from the Lord. What's the secret? What's the secret? It's to be cleansed, to be disinfected by exposure to the light of Christ. If you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, it comes from trusting Him. If you're a believer in Christ, it comes from confessing your sin. God is the God of a clean start, the clean slate. What needs to be cleansed with the light of Christ in your life? Light illuminates so we could see uh, better than we could see before. It cleanses our life. And number three, light can heal. Light has healing qualities. We're discovering more and more healing properties in light and medicine. Light is used in all kinds of therapeutic ways. We use light from lasers and surgeries, different levels of infrared light uh, for therapy. Back, to, back in October, I hurt my shoulder in a bounce house. Um, up until then, I was under the impression that you're never too old for a bounce house, which depending on the circumstance, I still contend could be true. But for therapy on my shoulder, they've been using light to promote healing. Uh, they've been using laser. Light can heal. And one of the most common uses of light is actually found in dermatology uh, because light has an ability to fight bacteria. Different wavelengths of light are used in different kinds of ways uh, it, to relieve pain. In the physical realm, follow me with this. Water is good for you in the right dose. Air is good for you in the right dose. And light is good for you in the right dose. All of these are essential to your physical health. But what about your emotional health? What about your spiritual health? What about the emotional wounds, wounds the mental uh, struggles and illnesses and spiritual sickness that afflict, afflict us in a broken world. The parallels apply here. If you're taking notes, in dark days, I need the light of Jesus when I'm wounded and in pain. When I'm wounded and in pain. Emotional pain, 
spiritual pain, physical pain, relational pain, when I feel discouraged, disappointed, depressed, in despair, the antidote is to turn to the light of Jesus in those dark days. Psalm 69, 29 says, I'm suffering and in pain. Rescue me, oh God, by your saving power. So many people feel trapped in their dark days, trapped by the negative thoughts, trapped by what's happened uh, to them, trapped by secret addictions. Where do we find the freedom from that kind of darkness? Colossians 1, 12 through 13. The Father has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light, For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son, which is a kingdom of light. He has freed us from the power of darkness. The light of Jesus can free us. Our darkest places, our darkest emotions, God can bring light. So what needs healing in your life? What needs to be exposed to the healing light of Christ? Light illuminates and shows me the way when I am confused. Light disinfects. It cleans up all the junk in my past, in my life. Light heals my hurts, my habits, my hangups. And number four, lastly, light grows things. Light grows things. Light is a key for life to anything. Everything is dependent upon light. No light, no growth. No light, no power. You can't live without light. That's why church services like this are a growth light for your spirit. They help you in dark days when you can't see the light, when you can't find the light. The same uh, physical effect of light is true in the spiritual realm. In dark days, you might want to write this down. I need the light of Jesus to change me for the better. I need the light of Jesus to change me for the better. There are two ways that we change. Anyone who's ever made a change in their life, there's two ways that we make a change. We change something in our life when we see the light or when we feel the heat, (laughs) right? When we see the light or feel the heat. One of those is much less painful than the other. (laughs) If we would change when we see the light, we wouldn't have to feel the heat. Ephesians 1, 17 through 18. This is a, a big verse uh, around our church. It says, I'm asking God to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you will grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light. Now, why does my heart need to be flooded with light? Okay, you've got eyes here. Everybody knows that. This is how you see things around you. Friend, you've also got eyes here. In fact, some translations of this uh, say the eyes of the heart. And it's the way that you see the world. You filter the world through the things that have happened to you, good or bad. You see the world around you based on your worldview and how you look at things from your heart eyes. You see the world through successes, through disappointments, through failures, through your experiences, through your struggles, through your victories. And we all have heart eyes. And, and here, God says, I want your heart eyes to be flooded with light. Why? So you can get clarity, you can get freedom there, you can get the healing, you can get perspective, you can get these things. Why? So that you can understand the wonderful future he has promised to those he has called. If you don't have light here, you can't see the future. 
It's too clouded. It's clouded with junk. It's clouded with misinformation. It's clouded with disappointments. It's clouded with wounds. All you think about is yesterday. And the Bible says, you, I want to flood that area with life so that you can understand the wonderful future that God has promised to those he has called. You don't know the hope. You don't know the calling until you let the light of Christ into your life. Why does God talk about light so much in the Bible? Because God is light. And the light is the light of love and the light of God's life. Here's my final question for you today. Are you ready to exchange your dark days for God's light? This is what Christmas is all about. Jesus came to light up your life. When you try to live your life without God, you live in the dark. It's why things don't make sense to you. It's why we're weighed down with uh, empty, negative emotions. It's why we're not healed of the brokenness in our life. It's why we stop growing. But 2 Corinthians 4, 6 says, For God, who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so that we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. This Christmas, it's time to flip the switch and turn the light on. And just as God said, let there be light, you say, let there be light. You let the light of Christ in. God, let there be light in my life. Would you pray with me, please? It's time to let the light of Christ shine into all your days. Would you bow your heads? Just pray a simple prayer like this. Say, dear God, I've had many dark days in my life, but I need your light in my life. I need your light to heal me. I need your light to guide me. I need your light to comfort me, to warm me. I need your light to help me grow. And so much, as much as I know how, Jesus Christ, I'm opening my life to you, to your light, to your love this Christmas. God, I want to accept you as the Bible says you are a gift given to us. We want to learn to follow you, to trust you. God, I humbly ask you to accept me into your family by grace, not because I deserve it, but because I put my faith in your love and in your light. I pray this and ask all this humbly in your name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We would love for you to get connected to what's going on at Rockbrook. Visit us online at rockbrook.org for service times, small group information, and other ways you can discover your purpose here on earth.